Welcome to the Global Venturing Review Podcast. My name's James Mawson, founder and editor-in-chief of our three publications, Global Corporate Venturing, Global University Venturing and Global Impact Venturing. It's a great pleasure to be with you again once more this week. Unfortunately, Thierry Hillis has been off ill, it's called a touch of the flu, and so hopefully he'll be well in time for our GCVI Summit next week, where he's due to be on a flight on Monday, so <laughs> cross fingers there, but... Uh, it's been a busy old week, so we'll just pick up the top three stories in some detail and then do some news and briefs for the others. If we look at the top three, for all the talk about the big numbers in 2018, Global Corporate Venturing tracked 2,775 deals worth an estimated total of $180 billion last year, the details of which you can find in our January issue now out and the World of Corporate Venturing Annual Review published at the GCVI Summit at the end of the month. The headline increase in CVC units masks continued evolution in units and structures. GE Ventures, for example, has become one of the most prominent figures in the corporate venture capital space since being formed in 2013. But its parent company is reportedly looking to divest the unit as part of a large-scale restructuring effort that has already claimed its transportation subsidiary and could shortly include GE Healthcare. No confirmation as of yet, but GE Ventures has been responsible for a string of exits over the past five years, and its portfolio currently includes Unicorn's View, Carbon, and Desktop Metal. It also has a little bit of form in that. I think a VC firm, Canaan, was created out of uh, an early iteration of GE uh, many decades ago. So uh, there's a lot of change going on. But as we look more broadly, that change and that iterations has been seen in other areas. Thierry Hillis, before his uh, Fortunate Illness did a big deal looking at Stanford University in California. We'll just be south of that at the, in Monterey for the GCVI Summit. But Stanford had been a, a, a supporter of its affiliate, the Startex Fund, which uh, and that support has apparently now come to an end. It halt new investments from July, seemingly as the accelerator reaches financial stability, but also in the midst of a legal battle. Do look at Thierry's piece for more details of what's quite an interesting story, actually. StarTex has been a huge backer of some of the greater entrepreneurs coming out of the university as an accelerator model, and it's been a highly successful one, but there's obviously a few tensions going on underneath the surface there. And uncertainty remains in other regions and sectors. Alison Goldberg, Group Managing Director and Senior Vice President at the Corporate Venture Unit, the US-listed media group Warner Media, has left. In her automated email response, Goldberg said, quote, I am no longer with Warner Media. Please contact, end quote, Scott Levine. Goldberg was unable to be contacted through LinkedIn, which still has a former title as head of Time Warner Investments, and Levine was unable to be contacted Warner Media, which is rebranded the corporate venturing unit Warner Media Investments. Goldberg had been promoted to lead what was then known as Time Warner Investments after the retirement of Rachel Lamb in 2017. However, Warner Media Investments on this website said the same deal last year. It was a Time Warner Investments in the February 2018 36.5 million series email for Dynamic Signal. So, obviously a few changes going on there too, and others are refocusing or forming specific units and funds to tackle specific needs. Insurance Group last week also formed a corporate venture unit then known as AXA Strategic Partners in 2015, has now boosted its early stage investment by putting $150 million into a second early stage fund. And startups and founded by women and minorities are still having a tough time getting capital. And so enterprise software producer SAP is the latest corporate to try and change that, unveiling its No Boundaries initiative. It will invest 40% of this existing SAP.io fund in startups 
led by underrepresented entrepreneurs. SAP has also been a big primary backer of the Sapphire Corporate Venturing Unit, which is run independently. So SAP.io Fund is targeting the underrepresented entrepreneurs and the corporate accelerators SAP.io Foundries will also be scaled up with a focus on inclusive entrepreneurship. As a side note, the GCVI Summit this week will include its Women in Venture Lunch, supported by SVB in Fenwick and West. So thanks for that. And an early preview of the GCV Rise in Stars 2019 indicates an increased pace of hiring and promotion for female CVCs as well as minorities and others from diverse backgrounds. So it looks like corporates in particular trying to take a, uh, the initiative and take the leadership in this, uh, in changing the dynamics of how capital is allocated to a more broader range of the uh, society. Other big news outside of the sort of fund and unit changes, we've seen a sweep of large deals continuing. Just one in particular, Gojek, is one on the up. The ride hailing platform, which is Grab's main rival in Southeast Asia, has raised $920 million from existing investors, include Google, JD.com and Tencent for the first close of a round with a $2 billion target. Funding was raised at a reported $9.5 billion valuation comes after more than $2 billion of early investment from a base of backers and also includes Rakuten Ventures. Comes less than three weeks after Grab revealed it is aiming for $3 billion in its latest round. What is fascinating, however, is to see how corporations are increasingly co-investing with each other and how different regional and sector factors influence this. About a third of CVCs, however, have yet to co-invest with a peer, according to GCV Analytics. I'll be talking more about this in my speech at the GCVI Summit on the 30th. But as the public and private markets blur in terms of capital and sizes and funding structures, the new world order of porous corporate shells for inbound and outbound value creation means smarter partners become increasingly important. And so I think the co-investments could be a good early indicator on which groups are increasingly successful. Value creation, however, remains the game. Whether strategic and or financial, there is greater tendency to move away from the middle of being both strategic and financial towards looking just for one. But this late in the economic circle, going further in either direction than continuum, carries greater risks than usual. Loss making but strategic carries little weight to a CFO in a downturn, but promising financial results in an exit's winter is hard, and risk becoming unimportant to the CEO. The iterations are well laid out by Heidi Mason and Liz Arriton, in their new book, Corporate Venture and a Survivor Guide, I had a good fortune to co-author, which is also out this week and published at the GCVI Summit. Still, getting financial and hopefully strategic benefits remains the game. Reports earlier this week suggested Viacom was set to acquire online television streaming platform Pluto TV for up to $500 million. The final price has proven to be more of around $340 million, but it will still give a healthy exit to a round of investors including Sky, Proceeding Satine, UTA, Universal Music Group, Samsung Scripts and Windsor Media. Pluto had raised just over $51 million in venture funding, as just about every media group I stream in in the era core cutting and reshape cable and television. Expect more such deals until whether there will be more winners joining Netflix and Amazon are revealed. So, other news in brief, just a quick mention of uh, Human Hagliani, who has joined... Menlo Ventures after seven years at Corporate Venture and Unit Qualcomm Ventures. On the deals side, some of the other 100 million plus rounds we've seen include genetic disease drug developer BridgeBio has received $299 million in funding from investors including AIG. We've seen Desktop Metals confirm recent reports that is raising new funding by confirming it's closed a $160 million round led by Koch Disruptive Technologies. 
We've seen First Cry has reported in the process of raising $400 million from Silverbank, but has revealed that that round will close over two tranches with a first $150 million investment, which has been closed. LinkedIn-backed data streaming platform developer Confluent has secured $125 million in a Series D round that valued it at $2.5 billion. Auto AI was unveiled by mapping technology provider Navinfo late last year to further develop smart in-car technology created by the firm's subsidiary. And Robert Bosch Venture Capital has revealed its money corporate investors and provided $104 million in its Series A round for Auto AI. Andela has recruited GV, formerly known as Google Ventures, part of the Alphabet Conglomerate's corporate venturing units. For its $100 million Series D round, the African IT recruitment platform has closed the D round and taken its total to $180 million. And SoftBank Vision Fund has made a $100 million investment in Globality, the operator of a platform where businesses can source service providers and which valued the company at nearly $1 billion, according to the Wall Street Journal. And another nine-figure round for Sunmi, which has shone with Ant Financial Investment. So on the global university venturing side, we've seen Minivax raise $5 million based on Lund University Research. Nexiot has checked in at Series B round from the ETH Zurich-founded Smart Logistics spin-out. And Cambridge Innovation Capital, the University of Cambridge in the UK's Philip Patient Capital Fund, has returned to take part in a $8.4 million round for video content management platform Imogen the previously missed in 2014 and 2016. And on exits, we've seen the beleaguered Blipper finally prime the buyer. Candy Ventures has reportedly agreed to buy the Qualcomm-backed AR technology developer this week after it fell into administration. And on IPOs, obviously the US government shutdown has caused a little bit of a, a challenge for those looking to exit, but we've seen Eli Lilly-backed ophthalmic technology developer Avridro has filed for an $86.3 million IPO and when previously raised $220 million. Be interested to see if the US shutdown, which has apparently been ended for the next three weeks to, as the government tries to sort out a deal with uh, with uh, with its uh, politicians. But uh, but anyway, we've got a three-week window, hopefully for USA, which has been a partner to attend our summit next week. And on other exit deals, we've seen Alzion, which has continued to struggle to go public. Company first filed and subsequently withdrew plans in early 2018, before relaunching the process in August. By the end of the latest attempt, the company reduced its anticipated proceeds to $30 million, now from $86 million on the first time round, and it's cancelled its plans yet again. So, mixed news, uh, a lot of big rounds, a lot of changes within corporate venturing units and some good exits. So, um, so I think we'll, we'll see, we'll certainly get more of the temperature of the community, how it's feeling at the summit. So uh, see you all then. There'll be no podcast recording next week. Thanks very much. We are sold out, by the way, at 800 people. So thank you. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.